0: The war in Gaza continues to exert a very heavy death toll. The latest chapter in this long-running conflict began, as you know, on October 7, when Hamas militants slaughtered 1,400 Israelis and seized more than 200 hostages. Since then, strikes by Israel have killed thousands of people in Gaza, according to the Hamas-run Health Ministry. But on the Indian subcontinent... The war is also having an effect, one that could inspire another generation of terrorism. Islamic extremist groups are using the death toll to recruit young men. Professor Shafi Mostafa of the University of Dhaka in Bangladesh and also the University of New England analyzes this radicalization.
1: This conflict has a far-reaching and beyond Middle Eastern influence because the israel palestinian problem is now more than a half century problem I mean, like more than 5 decades long problem and that problem it's really affecting the psyche of the i would say a proportion of muslims mind especially the way it is so far the no solution there it will continue to affect the south asian muslims as well because as i study the terrorism, especially the Muslim terrorism, I have gone through the narratives of the extremists, and the way they have presented the Muslim victimization narrative, that is very strong way. And this is the nucleus I mentioned in my different writings. That narrative is the nucleus of bio radicalization. So whatever happening in the Middle East, it has an effect in the South Asian context.
0: What about this particular bombardment of Gaza? How are the people in Pakistan and Bangladesh, which is your area of special interest, how are they reacting to this particular bombardment?
1: Definitely the tragic loss of children's lives and the bombardment of innocent civilians have led to a deep sense of victimization among Muslims. You can see the public reactions, the open public reactions. It's very clear that the Muslim minds, not only Muslim minds, the general people, they're also not taking it easily. So definitely, the especially the Muslims, they are psychologically attacked. Hmm. On the other hand, I can also see the extremist groups, they have, especially the Al-Qaeda, they have already started exploiting particularly this attack and they are uh, now exploiting this attack to attract aggrieved Muslim meals.
0: Professor, the suffering of the people in Gaza is very real, but how is that suffering being used uh, for extreme purposes?
1: Yeah, this is uh, one of the strong elements of the extremist narrative that the Muslims should react the way they build that narrative. Muslim victimisation is the nucleus, is the heart of that narrative. This Gaza attack, they are capitalizing those issues to attract the youths to join the militant cause. And in my analysis, I have shown that that Muslim militancy, its history, it does not go long back. It's just maybe last uh, 50 years. If you analyze the global trend, you can see that the conflicts in the Middle East triggers wave of militancy across the world, especially in South Asia.
0: Who is behind this radicalisation, though? We don't hear much about Islamic State these days. The consensus seems to be that it's been defeated. But are there remnants of it? Who is behind this radicalisation in South Asia?
1: My analysis is that ISIS, since after the 2017, I would say, that they had the physical caliphate and as well as they have the physical caliphate. So that means it was very inspiring for the youths that they have a physical caliphate and they have the physical land. And that actually attracted the youths to the militancy. But after the killing of the khalifa, Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, in maybe in 2017, they lost their ideological traction, ideological footing. At the moment, it is not ISIS. I think it is now al-Qaeda. Because it's still focusing on South Asia, especially through the formation of AQIS, Al-Qaeda in the subcontinent. I would say they're working silently and they are focusing and dealing with core issues of the South Asian context. For example, in Bangladesh, or when some Muslims are being, they're pointing out some social values. So they're focusing on various country-specific issues. Even in India, when the hijab issue was, was growing. So
0: the they're capitalising yeah.
1: on that issue. Yeah. And also in Pakistan, they're also using different sets of issues.
0: Well, that's very interesting, Professor, because you've written about this concept called Ghazwatul Hind. What is this and how is this mobilising anger on the streets of South Asia?
1: i mean this is very particular and this is very specific for the south asian region this is based on one of the prophecy even though not all muslims they don't accept it this is not the quran this is the hadith so based on this hadith The extremist group, they interpret in a different way. They interpreted that during the end time. This is very important that these extremist groups, they focus so much on the end time narrative. That means that the time will come very soon. During the end time, there will be a war in Hindustan. That means in India, in the Indian subcontinent. And Muslim will be victorious. So this is something that offers the South Asian youths that you are prophesied in the literature. So you have something to look for for future.
0: We've been talking about the reaction to the bombardment of Gaza and the general situation in the Middle East. But how is some of the militancy that you've talked about in Islamic communities in South Asia, a reaction to this idea of Hindutva, which is Hindu nationalism in India? How are they related
1: in one of my pieces, I have I categorically addressed this issue that the Hindu nationalism is actually, in another way, is rationalizing al-Qaeda's uh, Ghazai-Hind ideology. It's like a clash of civilization between Hindus and the Muslims. Hindu nationalism and is the way it is presented, and that seeks to annihilate the Muslim civilization in India. And on the other hand, The way Ghazwai Hind is interpreted by the extremist groups, it also seeks to annihilate the Hindu civilization in India. Uh, Both groups are taking the um, extremist views, taking different worldviews. They're not being inclusive. They're all talking about the exclusivity. They're not. uh,
0: They're feeding off each other.
1: Definitely. It's rationalizing each other. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much for inviting me as well.
0: Professor Shafi Mustafa of the University of Dhaka in Bangladesh and the University of New England. And this is the Religion and Ethics Report. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio, and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.